Hey, this is Josh Herrera, and I'm the pastor of Lighthouse Church North County, and this is our podcast. Wherever you are and however you are listening, I want to say thank you for tuning in to what we are teaching at Lighthouse. Our desire is that these messages would help you to fulfill your God-given potential. If this message impacts you, share it with someone you know. We are on this journey together, becoming more like Jesus, one day and one step at a time. Now here's today's message. We hope it blesses you. Somebody, somebody shout, thank you, Jesus. Amen. You are blessed, and we're blessed to be with you today. Excited to share with you from the Word of God uh, because it is a special day. And as we uh, think about, as we thank God for, and as we take a moment uh, to think about our, your pastors and appreciating your pastors, it, it is part of God's work. It is part of God's plan uh, to bless you with pastors uh, that will lead you and guide you uh, in order for you to become a better version of yourself. We exist as a church so that people far from God can fulfill their potential in Christ. All of us, uh, all of you, all of us here today, there is a better version of you still inside of you. Uh, how many believe that there's a better version of you that you haven't yet seen? The rest of you already peaked. That this is as good as it, that's it. That's as good as it's gonna get. Let me ask again. How many believe there's a better version of you still in there somewhere? Okay. All right. That's good. That's good. So, so how do we get there? How do we get to become everything we can be? How can we maximize our potential? That's what church is really about, and that's what uh, I want to focus on today as we talk about this series, a better way. Everybody say a better way. Beautiful series and a beautiful uh, mindset around what God wants to do in all of our lives. So I want us to pray for just a second. I want you to declare that there is a better version of you that as you partner with God will come to pass in the coming years. Let's pray for that. Jesus, we thank you right now. By faith, we declare that we are not at our best yet. We declare that our best years are in front of us, not behind us. We declare that there's a better version of us waiting for us to partner with you so it may be revealed. I thank you, God, for the gifts, the talents, and the abilities you've given everybody here today. And I pray that we would partner with you and work together as a church congregation to become everything you want us to be. And Lord, when it's all said and done, you're going to do some beautiful things in our lives and in this church and in this community. For that, by faith, we give you praise. We declare all of this in the precious name of Jesus. And everybody say in Jesus' name. Give God a hand, praise one more time for his goodness. So good to be here this morning. Doesn't it feel good in here? It's good. Amen. You may be seated. By the way, I, I, anybody miss the canopy? Anybody miss the canopy? Yeah, I'll leave you. Anybody like the AC? It's a good thing. It's a good, good thing. So in this series, uh, A Better Way, there, there's a, a verse that I want to begin with just to ground us on what it is that we want to share with as part of this series. And it's a verse that I think a lot of you are familiar with. John 10, 10, the thief. Everybody say the thief. Comes only to steal, kill, and destroy. I came, Jesus said, that they may have life and have it abundantly. A thief. What does a thief do? A thief steals. What does he steal? Anything? If a thief broke into your house... How many, know, how many of you have stuff that a thief would never touch? <laughs> he would just walk right past it. Anybody got some stuff the thief would want to take from your house? Anybody got some good stuff in there? Right? So a thief, by definition, steals, and it only steals things that are valuable, things that are good, things that you treasure, things that you value. 
And, and so let me ask you, what do you have in your life right now that you value? What do you have in your life right now that's good? I, I know we can do a quick list of all the bad things we have, right? We're good at that. I don't like this. This is broken. I don't like this. I'm like, no, no, no. Okay, forget that for a second. What good things do you have? What things are you thankful for today? What, what things do you value today? What things do you treasure today? So, for example, uh, all, all the married men say amen. amen. If God has blessed you and you treasure your wife, raise your hand. <laughs> I'm trying to help you out, guys. If you don't raise your hand, that's on you. So let me try this one more time. All the men, if God has blessed you with an amazing lady in your life, raise your hand. There you go. You got some points. Smart, smart. Ladies, God has blessed you with an awesome man. Raise your hand. I, I don't know if that's a cheer or a boo. <laughs> we, got, we need a series on relationships. If you love your spouse, the devil wants to take him or her away from you. If you love your children, the devil wants to destroy them. If you love your job, the devil wants to get it out of you. If you have dreams and visions and ideas, he wants to steal them from you. Anything good in you, the devil wants to steal. He wants to destroy. He wants to kill anything good in you. So understand that there is a devil that every day tries to find a way to steal, kill, or destroy anything worthwhile in your life. And, and so how do we fight that? That's what the enemy came to do. He came to steal, to kill, and to destroy. That is a taker. Jesus says, I came. Anybody that he came as well? I came that they may have what? Life and have it abundantly. So, so look at the contrast. The thief comes to take. Jesus comes to give. And you choose who you want to partner with. The one who takes or the one who gives. And that's the message. That's the whole point about Christianity. To understand that the thief has a purpose to take anything good from your life. To steal anything worthwhile in you. But Jesus came to give you life and give you a better. Everybody say a better life. Now this is where the devil uses the spirit of confusion and deception. And this is where churches for generations have messed up. Because as churches, a lot of us grew up in churches where I could tell you more about what you can't do than what you can do. It was all the list. Oh, if you want to be a Christian, you can't do this, you can't do this, you can't do this, you can't do this, you can't. And the list was long. You're like, oh, man, I don't want to be a Christian. That's a lot to give up. And, and, and what do I do if I go to church? Well, you can't do this, you can't do this, you can't do this. It was just a long list of don'ts. And the devil loves that because the devil wants you to think that you're giving up more than what you're getting when you come to Christ. And that is the complete opposite of what really happens. So let me try to illustrate it if I could. Anybody got a $1 bill? $1 bill. Like I know you're all digital. And you, bring, bring it up here. $1 bill. All right. He's got cash. Awesome. What's your name? Malcolm, say here. This is yours, right? You work for this. You, you earned this. Hold on. Hold, hold on to it. So oh, you, you got more in there. All right. Good. <laughs> a big wallet right there. Big wallet. So Malcolm, that's your $1 bill. You work. That's yours, right? Um, would you exchange it with me? Well, you, you're like, eh, I don't know what you have. So, so what if I tell you 
I got a $50 bill. And, and if you give me your one, I'll give you this 50. <laughs> you see the hesitation? <laughs> Why'd you do that so fast? This is more valuable than that. This is God. <laughs> this is you. You come to God with your $1 bill. I love my $1 bill, so cool, party. <laughs> and God comes to you and says, I got something better. And the devil wants you to think, ooh, that's good. Don't, don't pay attention to this. Ooh, that's good. That's $1, that's four quarters, that's 10 dimes, that's 100 pennies, man. <laughs> that's a lot of money. Why would you give up that? God's, God's over here saying, hey, Malcolm, I got something better for you. And the devil's trying to convince you, hang on to that. And that's the decision we all make. Either you recognize the value of this or you hang on to that. I have come, Jesus said, that you have life and a better one. A better one than what you could on your own. So would you make this deal? God bless you, Malcolm. Take somebody to lunch. Anybody want to go to lunch? Malcolm's buying. That's the deal. That's the deal. That's the deal. Now, it feels weird to take a 50 from somebody, huh? It feels weird. That's not your money. You didn't earn it, right? It's kind of weird. Like, do I get to keep it? I know you're waiting for me to get it back from you. No, you can have it. <laughs> you didn't earn it, but I'm giving it to you. That's called grace. You can't earn it. You don't deserve it. But I love you, and I want to give it to you. That's God for you. I know I'm a sinner, but so glad God loves me. I know I don't deserve his grace or his mercy, but glory be unto God that today I'm saved by the blood of the Lamb that gave his life on Calvary so that today I can have a fresh life. I am living an abundant life, not because I deserve it, but because you already paid the price so that I can have a better life. That's what this message, that's what this church, that's what this series is about. To help you understand that whatever you give up to come to Christ will pale in comparison to what you'll receive in return from God. What price would you pay him? What price would you put on peace and joy and all the fruit of this? What price would you put on the things that God can give you? The forgiveness of sin, the assurance of salvation in heaven. I don't have to go to hell. Glory be to God. I'll take it any day. I don't deserve it. I'm not good enough. I haven't earned it. It's called amazing grace. That's the exchange. All you got to do is be willing to let go of that thing, that bad habit, that bad thought, that bad lifestyle, that sinful thing. I am telling you, it's not worth it. Oh, Pastor, you don't know. I, I don't need to know. It's a one. Oh, but my girl, it's a one. Oh, but my buddies, they're one. That's a one. What you get from Christ, invaluable, priceless. A 50 is nothing. What you get from God is so much richer. Matter of fact, look, I, just last week I celebrated 40 years being baptized in Jesus' name. 40 years, I was little. I, I can't imagine my life 
without that commitment. I, I can't imagine what my life would have been without Christ in my life. He's made my life infinitely better. That's what you got to think about. Forget about the things you'll give up. Begin to focus on and get excited for the things God will give you. Things that money can't buy. So as we think about the series, first of all, I want us to celebrate what God is doing here at Lighthouse. Can, you, can somebody give God praise for what he's doing right here, right now? What an amazing season. What an amazing season you're in. What beautiful things God is doing in this church. What an amazing, fresh move of the spirit is happening in this church. What, what excitement, what energy. This is awesome. You're here. Look at this. I mean, look at this. This is yours. God is good. God is faithful. And we're going through an amazing season. And if you think this is good, wait till what, see what God's going to do next. This is just giving you a taste. If you're faithful in the little things. I, I know there's still work to be done. I'm still working on that side and this side and that side. Just, you know what? May this place be as perfect as it can be. Because if you're faithful in the little things, God will trust you with bigger things. Amen? How many are already excited for the next building? And the next thing, amen, God, God's not done, right? We, we, we keep growing. That's the beautiful thing about God. So, so you, you got to stop and just be thankful and celebrate what God is doing right here at this church under the leadership of your awesome pastors. you got to give yourselves a hand. This is an amazing moment. Don't miss it. So we're going to be thankful for that. And then we want everybody to know that God has a better way for us to live. We want you to tell everybody. You have a block party coming up. Tell all your friends there's a better way. There's a better way. I, I want you to have what I have. I want you to experience what I'm experiencing. And, and so there's three things involved in this better way. First of all, God wants you to believe so you can be saved. Starts there. Then he wants you to belong so you can have community. That's part of what this is all about. But then thirdly, I want to focus on most of my time today. Is he, not only does he want you to believe and belong, but he also cares enough for you, loves you enough that he wants you to be shepherd by a pastor that will help you through life. Let me begin with salvation. Everybody say salvation. salvation. Romans 1, for I am not ashamed of the gospel, the good news about Christ. It is the power of God at work saving everyone who believes. Everyone? Even the people you don't like. Even the people you don't think deserve the 50. The Jew first and also the Gentile. This good news tells us how God makes us right in his sight. Stop there for a second. When God sees you, the devil wants you to think he sees all your mistakes and your faults and your sins. When God sees you, he sees you through the sanctification process and the forgiveness process. He sees you forgiven. He sees you cleansed. He doesn't hold your past against you. We're trying to become the best version of us. That's what God already sees now. H how many of you have bad kids, but you still love them? Don't, don't say amen. <laughs> they might be here. Because you see the best in them. You see the potential in them. You see the gifts in them. Yeah, they're, they're acting weird right now, but I know he's good. Right? They, they're acting a little crazy right now, but I know it's in them. I know they can become, and I'm not going to give up on them because I love them too much to give up on them. Amen? That's God for us. 
So, so the saving power of the gospel, the, the power of believing that he died, was buried, he rose from the grave, and, and that power is alive in us to help us also come up to a new life. That belief, that faith works in us to get us to a place of salvation, and it's accomplished by faith. You have, you got to have faith. And faith is a continuous thing you'll need for the rest of your life. The continuous work of faith in our hearts. The Bible says that faith is the evidence of things not seen. I don't see it but I'm going to believe it. That's crazy. No, that's faith. To believe in things you haven't yet seen, that's faith. You're standing here in a product of faith. A few years ago, when Pastor Josh had the calling in his heart to launch uh, Lighthouse Church in North County, we were excited that we were in a high school because it was a new high school. Isn't God good? We're in a new high school. Beautiful auditorium. Did we want a building? Absolutely. Did we know we had a building? No. Did we have any money for a building? No. But we had faith. Fast forward a couple of years. You know how good God has been to Lighthouse Church? Through COVID, North County and South County both came out with properties at the same time. That's God. That's faith. That's, we didn't see it. We didn't even have the money. We didn't have money for it. But that's faith. Years ago, I told God, God, I don't have a real estate problem. You, sir, have a real estate problem. <laughs> it's your church. You know what God told me? Some of you know the story, and I, I felt so bummed that we had nothing. I had nothing. I remember one night I was praying. Couldn't sleep. Two, three in the morning. Couldn't sleep. Couldn't sleep. When I went, went to my office, I started praying. I said, okay, God, I want to sleep. I got to go to work in the morning. You got something to say, say it. And he did. You know what God told me? You worry about building temples, and I'll worry about giving you buildings. Build the people. Know ye not that you are the temple of the Holy Spirit. Focus on the temples. Let me worry about Fast forward the movie. We're here. We have two buildings in South County. Out of COVID, we had nothing. Faith. Faith. You're going to need it through life. How's my husband going to get saved? Faith. You don't know my wife. Faith. Oh, but if you know how messed up my kids are now. Faith. I don't see it yet, but by faith I believe that God is a God of the impossible. The harder the task, the more he rises up to show himself strong on behalf of them whose heart is connected to him. So it's faith. We're going to need faith. Whatever obstacle you have in your life, whatever challenge you're facing right now, it looks impossible. Have faith. There's nothing impossible to our God. So it's faith. To be saved and faith to continue growing in our relationship with God. The second thing he wants to do, he wants us to belong. He wants us to belong and build community. Look at this awesome scripture in the Bible. Romans 12. Just as our bodies have many parts and each part has a special function, so it is with Christ's body. We are many parts of one body and we all belong to each other. We all belong to each other. You know what we call bros? We call ourselves brothers and sisters? Because we all are connected. We're part of the body of Christ. You're part of the body. Every part of the body matters. Every part of the body has a special function. 
Amen? So, so you, 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 you cannot compare yourself to anybody here. Can, can I just right now rebuke the spirit of comparison? Stop comparing yourself to anybody else. God made you you. You're not like him. You're not like her. You're you. If you would spend more time being a better version of you instead of trying to be like somebody else, we all be better off. All of us have a special part to play. Look at this. We all belong to each other. We all belong to each other. Pastor Bobby never thanked God for the tendon on his right foot. Ever. Did you ever pray? Say, God, I thank you for my tendon. But now he's wearing a boot because of that tendon. And it affects the whole body. It wasn't the it wasn't, it wasn't you, right? No. I'm not sure. <laughs> See? Not once, and I, I don't think you're making it up. Because I've never, th- anybody ever thank God for your tendon on your right foot? God, I just thank you for my tendon right now. <laughs> never. Never. But when it's hurt, everything hurts. It affects everything. Don't you ever think you don't matter here? You matter. You might not get the plaque. You might not get the claps. You might not get the appreciation. But I'm telling you, everyone here matters. Everyone is part of this body. And this body is not healthy until every member does their part and uses your special gift. Look at this. God has given us different gifts for doing certain things well. I don't have to be good at everything. I just have to be good at certain things. What are you good at? Oh, Pastor, I don't know what I'm good at. Take growth track. Growth track will help you understand what you're good at. There's some things we're not good at. And if you try to be good at things you're not gifted to do, you're going to fail. When I first started in ministry, I was young. I was 23. And they used to make me preach all these kids' services. Because I was young. Oh, go, go preach to the kids. And, and I would go preach to the kids. I'd be ready. I had my sermon notes. I was prayed, anointed for the fire of God. I would come talk to the people. And I'm preaching to the kids. They're like picking their nose and eating it. I'm like, <laughs> Pastor Bobby, I appreciate you, man. Can we give all our, ch- all our children pastors? I finally told the pastors and leaders, go find somebody else. I know I'm young, but I can't do it. I just can't do it. I, I, I'm, I'm trying to preach, and I just can't do it. I, I, I can't. I, I, I'm done. I felt just walking out. It's not my gift. If you force me to teach kids, I might do it out of obedience, but I'm going to hate my life. <laughs> on, the, on the other hand, there's people that love working with kids. They're good at it. Let them do that. That's why we don't put grouchy people at the door. We make them ushers. All the happy people, raise your hand. All the happy people, all the happy people. All right, greeters. All right, there's your greeters right there. Get out the front door and go, woo, welcome, hey. All of us are good at certain things. Amen? You got to find your lane and stay in it and do good. Crush it right there where God placed you. All of us are part of this body. We all belong to one another. And God has given us all different gifts for doing certain things well. He wants you to believe so you can be saved. He wants you to belong so you can have community. That's why this is beautiful, by the way. This is beautiful. This is community. I encourage you to meet people here. Yeah. I, I know all the, in, uh, all the introverts, raise your hands. All the introverts, raise your hands. Raise hands, introverts. It's hard to do that, huh? Mm-hmm. But can I encourage you to meet people here? At least there's, there's good people here. Y- your next best friend might be sitting here somewhere. 
that person that can walk you through that problem that's been there, done that, can help, they're here. So take, take time. That's why we do coffee. That's why we do stuff so you can hang out and get to know one another. Build a community. Belong to each other. So this is important. He wants you to believe. He wants you to belong. And the third piece is he wants you to be shepherd. And for that, he has provided you with a pastor. Jeremiah 3.15. It was prophesied. It was prophesied that in the last days, by the way, these are the last days, y'all. Yeah. Not, not too long we did a series in the last days, the end of days. By the way, you saw what's, what's going on this weekend? Crazy stuff in the Middle East. I, I read a headline last night that, uh, that, that made me go, ooh. It said, the fields of Armageddon are on fire. Ring a bell? I'm like, I didn't hear no trumpet. It's getting close. Everything that's happening is like lining up. This is not the time to play church. This is not the time to be a hypocrite Christian. This is not the time to two-time God. No. This is time to get serious with God. Amen. Like, let's get into this. In the final time, listen to this. I will give you spiritual shepherds after my own heart, God told his people, who will feed you with knowledge and true understanding. Spiritual shepherds, people that can guide you, people that have been there and done that. I know Pastor John, Josh and Pastor Joanna are, are still young, but they have a lot of experience. They've seen a lot, been exposed to a lot. They know a thing or two because they've seen a thing or two. <laughs> Farmers. Um, we were just on, on vacation and... Um, we, we wanted to go to these archaeological sites. And you can go on your own. Buy a ticket, you can go on your own. But we decided to go on a tour with a professor of archaeology. And by being with someone that knows their stuff, had been there plenty of times, we got so much more out of that tour than if you just walk in on your own and just look around, oh, that's cool, I have no idea what that is, do you? And they begin to explain, well, this happened, this means that. You see this in the corner, you see this, turn around, look at this, right? I mean, just to have a guide that has been there and done, that can guide you through, I get so much more out of that experience than if I just walk in on my own. That's what a pastor is. Someone that got placed here to guide you through life. Call it a coach, call it a mentor, call it a caddy, call it what you want. Someone that can give you advice, Next time you have a, a situation, you don't know what to do, come to your pastor. Pray first, and then come to your pastor. Pastor, this is what's going on. You are blessed to have a very versatile pastor. There's a lot of pastors that are ju they're just good at spiritual things. God bless them. But life is more than just spiritual things. Amen? He understands fitness. He understands sports. He understands finances. He understands the world, and he knows a little thing about God, too. <laughs> That's versatility. Understands relationships. So, so use your, not just Pastor Josh, all these pastors. That's why they're here. Hey, you don't have to do life alone. You don't have to figure out by yourself. We have collective wisdom as pastors because we dealt with so many things. We can help you. That's why they're here. And so this is a blessing God promised to the church in the last days that he would give them pastors aligned with God's heart who will feed you and give you knowledge 
and true understanding. Pastor Josh is an amazing preacher, but he's even, he's even a better teacher. And I hope that every Sunday you, you, you leave this place with something you learned. Not just something you learned, something you can apply in life. That, that's what a pastor does. And that's the benefit of having someone in your life. <clears throat> now, Hebrews 13, 17 says this. Have confidence. Everybody say confidence. confidence. Have confidence in your leaders and submit to their authority. That's a big line. Have confidence in your leaders and submit to their authority. Uh, I, I come from the business world. I'm, I'm, a, I'm a CPA. Been at this for 30 years. And in the world of business, we talk about the fact that confidence comes as a byproduct of competence. If you're good at something and you've done it enough well, then I can be confident to trust you. Amen? In my firm, people pay us a lot of money to consult. The reason they pay us a lot of money is because we've done a lot of things, seen a lot of things, and can tell you as you go from 200 million to a billion, these are the steps you need to take. These are the strategies you need. These are the, this is the infrastructure you've got to start building. A and they trust us. And we help them in business. Spiritually speaking, it's the same thing. Have confidence in your leaders. And let me tell you, I, I, I need, if, if any church ought to be confident in their pastor, I want you to appreciate what God has given you as a church. Pastor Josh is a smart guy. There's pastors that pastor because that's their best option in life. He had much better financial options than to be a pastor. When he first came to our church in South Campus, he had a great career. He's got a master's, he's got his bachelor's degree, he's got a, a master's degree in supply chain. You know, you heard about the supply chain issues we had the last few years with COVID and the whole world came to a screeching halt because nobody could get shipping of a product anywhere and everything, all the production stopped and everything screeched to a halt. Pastor Josh could have made a ton of money being a supply chain consultant. It's a great skill. But what's it, what, 12 years ago now you, told, you, said you came to me? When was it, 12 years ago or so? Came to me said, Pastor, I believe God's calling me to do this full time. And I, as a spiritual guy, said, you're crazy. <laughs> you got great degrees. You have a great career. You have a great job. You work for a Fortune 500 company. You're on your way up. Why in the world? Would you walk away from that? Like, look, I can do it. You can do it. He's like, no, I think God's calling me to do this full time. I'm like, no. <laughs> I just said, you better make sure it's God. Because that's a big risk. That's a huge risk. Not many people would walk away from that. And mind you, he didn't leave that to start pastoring a church. He did that to, start to help me as our executive pastor in South County. And for almost 10 years, he did that. He was full-time so that I could work, and together we made it happen. So much of what Lighthouse is today is because of what he did. Things he studied, things he researched, books. Are, have you seen how many books he reads? <clears throat> I'm like, you read it and tell me in three minutes what happened. <laughs> what do we need to do? Go to the conference, let me know. What do we need to change? Pastor Josh is amazing. He's smart. So, so, so you can be confident in your leader. He's a smart guy who loves God and does this for the right reason. They keep watch over you as those who must give an account. Do this so that their work will be a joy and not a burden. Do this so that their work, 
him being a pastor will be a joy and not a burden. So let me put my accountant hat on. Uh, you heard of a balance sheet? You have assets and liabilities. You have two sides. So every member here, we draw a line down the middle. And on, on one side, we have members that are a joy to Pastor Josh. And on the other side, we have members that are a burden to Pastor Josh. What side of the ledger would you be on? Don't, don't say anything. Don't just, just <laughs> reflect, meditate. Are you a joy or are you a burden? That's something to think about. Are you a joy? Am I, so so what, what creates joy in a pastor? What, what creates joy in a pastor's life and heart? I don't know. We should ask a pastor. Come on, Josh. What makes you, what, what, what kind of member just gives you joy, pumps you up? Huh? When they're doing God's purpose for their lives. That brings him joy. So, now you know. What do I need to do to be a joy to Pastor Josh's life? Follow God's purpose in my life. What does that do for him? He didn't say, you know, buy me this, give me this, bring me coffee moto, you know. <laughs> I know it's hard. Did you hear? That was a test and he passed. <laughs> Unrehearsed. What gives him joy? For you. To do God's will in your life. That's a pastor. It's not about him. His joy is you being blessed. His joy is you prospering. His joy is you fulfilling your That's a pastor, I'm telling you. That's the blessing of having someone in your, that God placed someone in your life so you can become a better version of you. Amen? And the world works so hard to, to knock us down. The world works so hard. The enemy works so hard to, to have us be downtrodden and, and to think that we're no good and to think that we'll never amount to anything, to think that our, our best years are behind us, to think that we messed up if I would've, if coulda, shoulda, woulda. You know, can I, can I just tell you right now, the devil's a liar. And he's worked really hard to put the wrong labels on you so you can believe a lie and miss out on your purpose. Let me tell you one quick story. When my wife and I first got married 26 years ago, uh, we just celebrate uh, 26 years next week. Uh, hey. We, we bought a house a month before we got married, and it was an old house. It wasn't a great house, but it was ours. And, and uh, it had uh, an orange tree in the backyard, and the orange tree was the best thing about the house. Because uh, it, it, it like produced like the best oranges, like the sweetest most delicious oranges I've ever tasted, honestly. They were amazing oranges. And they produced them like year-round. It was amazing. And, and so we loved the tree, ate oranges all the time. Friends would come over, give them oranges. Everybody loved the oranges. They're here this year, ate more than their share of oranges uh, back in the day. Amazing oranges. Well, two years later, God bless us, and we bought a new house. And the new house had no yard in the back. It was just dirt. So we had to do it all. I said to my wife, I don't care what we do. All I want is the same orange tree in the backyard. And the same orange tree. So we find out exactly what kind of orange tree it was, the kind of version of orange. And, and I went to Home Depot, and they actually had it there. And so I bought the tree. And I took it home as a little tree because I had more time than money. Uh, and so I got the little one because they're cheaper, right? So, so I planted it. Three years. 
water. You know, the back of the label tells you, like, what to feed it and the medicine, the vitamins it needs, whatever, nutrients. I'm not a plant guy. Uh, so I followed. I bought that stuff, and I would pour it in, mix it, and all. For three years, I'm waiting for oranges. Three years waiting for oranges. Nothing. The third year, finally, a little flower pops up. I'm like, okay, that's a good sign, right? So I'm waiting, I'm waiting, I'm waiting. So after three years of waiting and anticipation for my delicious, juicy, sweet oranges, a plum comes out. <laughs> a plum. A plum. I was so mad. Three years I've been feeding this thing, taking care of it. I went to the garage. I got a shovel, and I was going to dig it out and drag it to Home Depot with the orange label still dangling and a plum. I was so mad. So I, I got the shovel, and I, I'm about to strike the first blow, and the Holy Spirit speaks to me. Don't you love it when God just shows up unannounced? Like, not now. God shows up. In my heart, as clearly as you can hear me, and God says, stop. Don't do anything to that tree. It's not the tree's fault. The tree always knew what it was. <laughs> Somebody just put the wrong label on them. And all that was necessary was for the tree to produce its fruit. And once that fruit came out, the label no longer mattered. The label didn't match. Some of you, the devil has placed labels on you. You're a liar, you're a thief, you're a loser, you're this, you're that. All these labels on you. And you're standing there believing that. And it's paralyzed you. And it stopped you from seeking what God has for you. And, and you believed it. And you're just standing. Can I just remind you today, if you just produce some fruit in your life, let the devil see what God has placed inside of you. Let the world see that you're not what they say they are. You are who God says you are. You're a child of God. You're the son of the most living God. And there's gifts, talents, and abilities within you. You can make a difference for the kingdom of God. You are not what the label says. Just produce the right fruit. The fruit of the Spirit produces beautiful things in your life. And that's part of the reason why God gives you shepherds. To remind you, you're not that label. You're not who they say they are. You're, you're not what they're calling you. That's a lie. That is not true. I see potential in you. I see gifts in you. I see the calling of God upon your life. I see the Spirit of God working inside of you. I know what you've been, but I can tell you what you can be when you partner with God. That's what a pastor does. They point you. They encourage you. They remind you. And that's the beautiful work of a pastor. That's why you ought to have confidence in the pastor that God has given you. Let me finish really quick. First Thessalonians 5. Dear brothers and sisters, honor those who are your leaders in the Lord's work. They work hard among you. Give you spiritual guidance. Show them great respect and wholehearted love because of their work. Let me just tell you, being a pastor is not easy work. There's a lot of weight that comes with that. So what does honor look like? Just appreciate them. Appreciate Pastor Josh. Appreciate Pastor Joanne. Appreciate the kids. Appreciate their effort. Appreciate their sacrifice. Respect them. I know they're young. They might be younger than some of you. But they have a ton of wisdom and a ton of insight and a ton of anointing on their life. Respect that. 
and then give them wholehearted love for them and for their kids. Let me tell you, growing up, my dad was a pastor. I grew up as a pastor's kid, and it was rough. Members were mean back then. I think you all are nice, a little nicer now. Love on their kids. Amen? Love on their kids. Then lastly, to finish with this, Acts chapter 20. This is good advice, Pastor Josh, for you and your family. Take care and be on guard for yourselves. I want you to understand why you need to pray for Pastor Josh. If one of us falls, one of us falls. But if Pastor Josh falls, this hurts in a deeper way. Amen? You believe that? Yeah. Guess, guess who else knows that? The thief. You know what that means? There's a bigger bullseye on them than some of us. The enemy knows if he can take them down, he can harm the work of God here. So that's why you need to pray for them. That's why you got to cover them with your prayer because you have no idea what the enemy's trying to do. Amen? So you, you, you cover them with your prayer. This is a two-way street. They teach, they give, they pour out, you pray, you bless, you respect, you cover. This is how this partnership works between you and your pastor. Amen? I, I'm telling you things he won't tell you, but you need to know because you've got to protect this family. They're precious. And they are used of God to help and bless you and your families. So Pastor Josh, take care and be on guard for yourself and for your family. I'm glad that Pastor Josh takes care of himself, right? He runs and bikes and does triathlons and some other godforsaken things. <laughs> That's good. How, how many want Pastor Josh to last? Yeah. Amen. This is not a sprint. This is a marathon. Amen? We're just getting started. Good thing we're young. We're just getting started. And you all get to be a part of this. You get to be like, this is like the 120 in the upper room. You know? Like from there, caught fire. But you were in the room. This is where it happened. This is where it started. You're part of this. You're like, you're like the seed here. And out of this is going to grow amazing. I mean, you have... You have no idea. I've gotten a glimpse. It's got to be so good. It's got to be so awesome. And you are here. You're part of this. Like God called you here. By the way, no, no accidents here. No coincidences, by the way. You didn't just come in through the back door and crash this party. God called you here. Yeah, you. Broken you. Backslidden you. Messed up you. He brought all of us here to show us as a showcase of his grace. So take care of yourself. Take care of your house. Take care of the church. Pastor Josh has been appointed by God for this work. Not me. It was God that orchestrated all this. He's accountable to God. And he will be rewarded by God. Your reward comes from God. This world can never repay because it's not an earthly thing. It's a spiritual thing. God's the one that repays. God's the one that rewards. And so today, 
church, I want to encourage you to love your pastors. Pray for your pastors. Appreciate your pastors. Have confidence in your pastors. Follow their lead. They're good people. They'll help you become a better version of you. They've been there. Let them be your tour guides through life. Let them show you sights and things you would have missed otherwise. That's why we pray for them. And today, as we finish, I, I want us to pray for them one more time. And as we dismiss from the service, before you leave today, can you do me a huge favor before you leave today? Can you each please, I know it's gonna take, might take a while, but before you leave today, would you please make it a point to go up to them, give them a, give them a handshake, give them a hug, say thank you. It means the world, it really does. And we only do this once a year. It's Pastor Appreciation Month. I would tell you, sometime this month, you feel it in your heart to give them a little gift or something, do it. Bless them. Let them know you appreciate them. It's a good thing. Amen? It'll bless you to bless them. So Pastor Josh, Pastor Joanna, would you please come up here? Right here, right here, right in the front. You're good. I want you to, I want you to, face, I want you to face your people. This, these are the people God has placed under your care. These are the folks that God says, I'm going to trust you with. He's trusting you with their lives. He's trusting you with their souls. He's trusting you with their families. And I need you all to appreciate that. Thank this beautiful couple for giving of themselves to be a blessing to you. That's why they do this. So one more time right now. You know, I, I, need, a, I need a few guys and a few ladies to come up here. Not pastors. You guys are pastors. You don't know. I need, I need some, some, some members need a few guys and a few ladies. Just come up here and just help me pray with them. Just come stand alongside. I, it's good sometimes for the pastor to feel the touch of a member. Thank you, Louis. Come up here, man. You're fine. You're fine. Come here, bud. Come here. Just, just there you go. There you go. Just let, let them know you love them. Let them know you appreciate them. Every head bowed, every eye closed. If this message has blessed your life, I want to encourage you to share this message with others or go online to our website and consider making a donation so that we can continue bringing you content just like today's message. God bless you.